This is Chelsea Schaefer, and this is season four of The Score. You all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times, and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea here. Welcome to The Score. Today is Thanksgiving, if you're listening to this on Thursday, the day the episode comes out. But regardless, I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. I have had my snow villages and my wreaths up uh, and my Santa teddy bears up for a couple weeks now because like so many people in the industry, today's guest included, I will be in Las Vegas for two weeks during the holiday season and I love to just squeeze every ounce of merriment out of the holidays that I can before I'm gone in Las Vegas for two weeks away from my family. So we visited today with Koi Upchurch of Fastback Ropes. They are our longtime industry partners and Koi and his crew at Fastback have just done so much to support the grassroots of the industry, which is one of my favorite things about working with Fastback. They've got some new ropes out that we talk about. If you are into the nitty-gritty of the rope business, this is an episode for you because I learned a lot about the rope making process, where the ropes that we all have today come from, how the rope pricing is affected, how ropes are tested. Koi and I go over all of that, plus his background in how he came into the industry and how he how he handles business on a day-to-day and how the fastback rope shop operates. So before we get too far into the episode, I want to make sure you know to check out fastbackropes.com. You can order ropes there. You can shop for your breakaway ropes, your head ropes, your heel ropes, ranch ropes, a little bit of everything. And you can check them out at all their retailers nationwide. They're at all the major retailers, Tractor Supply, NRS, Teskies, you name it. You can find a Fastback Ropes there. And we will tell you more about their new rope, The Cure, at the commercial break. Good morning, Koi. How are you today? I'm well. Good morning. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we are recording this episode two days before Thanksgiving, which is actually three days before D-Day of you of you leaving for Las Vegas. You are the president of Fastback Ropes. What's your title at Fastback? I'm the general manager. General manager. Yeah. Okay. Not the president, the, the, the general manager. Gotcha. So give me a, a clue. What does this week look like for y'all in the rope business? Are you, are all the ropes already made for Vegas? And uh, ha- tell me how that, how that process is. They are, they're already made and, and on the trailer. Uh, we, 
we put in two different orders, mm-hmm. uh, a backstock order and a floral order. So when we get there, we just take our stuff out, start setting up, and everything else we'll leave on the trailer for backstock. And uh, it's it's been really busy because um, the finals, the World Series finals going on, all the ropings that this time of year guys are needing a lot of rope. So we're we're busy with our endorsee orders, a lot of stores selling a lot of ropes so mm-hmm. we're, we're still busy with our regular customers but we just work our order in we don't take a lot out there we really don't sell a lot out there it's more for just brand recognition if, if you're not there i think something's wrong so mm-hmm. we, we make it a point to work the cowboy christmas sure so most people uh, like say World Series of Team Rope and Finale competitors, they go there with their boxer ropes already in their trailer that they had shipped to their house and they broke in in the practice pen or, or in Arizona, right? Is that is that usually how it works? Exactly. Yeah, all, <laughs> all those, usually all those guys, they've already gotten their ropes and, and they've used them. And, yeah, they know which ones they're going to use probably. So. Sure. Can yeah. you Can you tell us what's the favorite for the crowd out there? favorite rope yeah our best sellers are the cobalt excalibur um the cure and then the venom is it does real well mm-hmm. gotcha so the the cure is the newest rope from fastback that's correct it is tell me it's about been. it yeah how did how did that rope come about well it has a it has a poly polyester core mm-hmm. first first team rope to ever have a or only rope that i know of that has a polyester core but that just gives it more tip weight a little less body and it's a it's a pretty small rope but for the size that it is it has a lot of weight Mm -hmm. so it's selling well Mm -hmm. when did you release it what was what was the launch date of that one it came out on uh, july the first gotcha Gotcha. So it's picking up steam for sure. It is. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Coy, I, I want to backtrack. I mean, it was natural to start talking about Vegas because that's on the front of everybody's minds right now. Just oh, so close to so close to that starting. But I want to tell your story a little bit. Where? How did you grow up in the roping industry? So did you come from a roping family and how did you find your way into the sport? My dad roped calves a little bit in high school, but he he, he mainly liked uh, football, basketball, baseball. Um, but we roped, my brother and I roped his kids and then uh, grew up not far from Love Rope Shop. And one of the guys that, that worked there, uh, Bill Shrum, you know, he talked to me about ropes and, and uh rope care and the different types which back then there you know there weren't that many but uh, yeah he, he used to talk to me about ropes and I worked for uh, professionals choice for 10 years and then uh, this March will be the seventh year I've been at fastback so March will be 17 years I've done this just worked with some great guys in the industry and, mm-hmm. and uh, just older guys you know were, kind of listened to and they they sure taught me a lot yeah what part of the business did you start in were you were you making ropes were you tell me the how you kind of got into it 
Yeah, the, the first year and a half, I rode a rope machine mm-hmm. and then went to the tie room and would uh, sew burners, uh, back knots, coil them, and then started tying the eyes. So did all that and then uh, worked, started doing some trade shows and working with sales reps and kind of, which I'd had a sales background before, but uh, just kind of a pretty good fit, worked with some really good salesman just down to earth people and you know just uh, let me know it was more about relationships than it was you know some putting on some big sales pitch just you know Mm -hmm. the relationships in the industry is what what's most important I feel like that's something y'all at Fastback do just so well we've talked about this a lot in your marketing um that, that you keep relationships with every level of the game, with, with the World Series Ropers, with the Circuit Cowboys, uh, with, with the ladies. It seems like that's been a big part of what's made Fastback um, over the years, is just the many touch points in the roping industry. Yes, ma'am, that's what I'm hearing, you know, mm-hmm. from, from stores and to, to the reps, to anybody that calls in is what a good customer service department we have you know if, if there's a problem they really try and address it quick and uh, the ladies that answer the phone and take the orders they are pretty knowledgeable about the ropes and what's going on and any problems that may pop up and the guys that make the ropes they, they've been here for years been mm-hmm. doing it you know many of them longer than I have so mm-hmm. it's a really a good team yeah, absolutely. When you have a new rope, um, how do, how does a new rope come about? Like, where did the cure start, I guess? Was was it a need that you saw? Or are you just messing around in the rope shop? How, how do these new ropes come onto the market? Well, it really just messing around in the rope <laughs> shop with different strings. Just, we, we're always monkeying around with different strings and different combinations of stuff and trying new ideas and you know if a, a lot of our test ropes are terrible you know? <laughs> <laughs> it just you don't always get a good rope but uh, some of them are, are pretty decent and uh yeah it's just by playing around it's fun it's my favorite probably my favorite one of my one of my favorite parts of uh of this working here is uh getting to just tinker around with new, new types of ropes. Yeah, and, and guys like Clay Tryon live right down the tin top from y'all. And, you know, Live Panda Granberry isn't very far. How often do you run out there and, and test ropes with Clay? I, I, I'll go out, uh, you know, probably a couple times a year and rope with him. Mm-hmm. And then, but he, uh, they test a lot of ropes for us. Matter of fact, he, I asked him to, to try two yesterday. Mm-hmm. So they took two yesterday, and, and they'll, I think they might have used them last night, but he'll get used and then let us know what he thinks and bring them back, and we'll swing them here at the shop. And then, and then we'll, we'll test them, and then we'll get some to, to guys up, you know, Colorado to South Texas, Arizona. Mm-hmm. So we can get them tested in different climates, different uh, humidity affects a rope a lot. So we'll get them tested drier areas to send a few to Florida and get them tested there too. So, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah. 
what is the do you do you test ropes with with ropers at every level I mean I feel like Clay Tryon might have one opinion about a rope where where a number four um, in Colorado might have a different opinion about a rope and how do you balance those those opinions well we we do let everyone test them mm-hmm. uh, and you just have to kind of get the rope back and get as much information as you can you know find out how many they roped with it were they mm-hmm. were they taking really big jerks or was the steer kind of following the header around or mm-hmm. you know just how exactly how the rope was tested uh the temperatures and and we just all kind of get our heads together and visit about it and if it's a slam dunk like uh the cobalt the cure you know we you pretty much know as soon as you start testing them how it's going to go if it's a really good rope mm-hmm. so we'll go ahead and hammer on it and get get a lot of them really used well see how they do how long they last and then go ahead and come out with it but sometimes you can send ropes to arizona and they feel great but they may not feel good in like mississippi is a mm-hmm. tough area really high humidity so florida of course so it Sure. Just get as much information as you can and go from there. Yeah, when you get a rope, so when you have test, like I'm so interested in in this process. When you get a rope back from a tester, what are you looking at? Are you looking at how the burners held up? Like what what all elements of the rope do you look at? Sure, we, we keep an eye on how the burners are doing, mm-hmm. um, but we mainly uh, we mainly want to know how much that. Like in a core rope, the eye will move to the left a little bit. Mm-hmm. We want to know how much. Did it move back? Did it move way to the inside? Um, want to know how the coils reacted, if it took some really big jerks, how the coils lasted. Sometimes you can have a really good rope. Feels great right out of the twisties. But if you know if the coils get square after... 15 20 runs that's probably not a rope we want really want to come out with it's not mm-hmm. going to last long i mean ropes are expensive to make everything in there is petroleum based mm-hmm. except the rawhide it's treated with petroleum products but the cost of raw goods and the cost of shipping you know i mean we have to pass that cost on to customers you know, a rope costing close to $50 now, it needs to last a little while. So just uh, the longevity of it um, and the feel, that's that's super important, too. We want a good feeling rope. Uh, so, but we want it to last a while, you know, last a, last a good amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are going to take a break from this episode to tell you specifically about Fastback Ropes. The Cure. It's an all-nylon four-strand with a purple poly-core construction. Small and light, and The Cure is a vibrant chartreuse for high visibility. It performs well in all weather conditions, like Koi talks about in this episode. It has been tested nationwide. For every Cure sold, one dollar will be donated to St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. That is something special in the rope business. Remember, this rope has core construction, a small diameter, and great tip weight. All cures are made to order, and it will be shipped approximately two to three weeks from the time of order. You can also check out the cure 
at NRS at the Fastback booth in Cowboy Christmas. If you are in Las Vegas, go swing you one. Remember, check it out at fastbackropes.com. I think that the whole rope making process is so fascinating, and and you mentioned that it's all petroleum based. Can you give us a forty thousand foot view of of the rope making process, like where the raw materials start out and and how they become a rope? Is I, is this too hard of a question, Koi? I might be the worst in, as far as asking you questions, but I'm so interested. Well, <laughs> it is pretty cool. The raw materials. When they start out, they look just like little BBs. They're heated up and blown through a screen. Mm-hmm. And when they go through that string, it, it'll make a long fiber. I say a long fiber, 8 to 12 inches probably. Mm-hmm. And those are woven into the, the string. I call them string. It's twine. And then we'll make different sizes mm-hmm. of, of twines. And then we'll get those combinations and, and make the rope with that. But, uh, yeah, polyester, nylon, and we've tested some other materials that hadn't, hadn't worked out too well, but uh, still, we still do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but good old nylon is just really, I mean, we, we do use a lot of polyester, but nylon is so much of the, you know, uh, well, it's, uh, you know, 82 to, to 100% of the rope, so we use a real high-quality nylon, mm-hmm. and our uh, we don't have string machines here in Texas. All of our stuff is done on the East Coast in textile mills. Mm. So that's uh, that's where it originates, East Coast. So textile mills. So are the same mills that are making your strings? Are they making? They're making like uh, Under Armour clothes. Like, is it? Are these? Are these like apparel shops that? Or not apparel shops, but apparel mills? Or are they just making fabrics for the most part? Where we get our mm-hmm. string from, uh, a lot of it goes into carpet. A lot mm. of it goes into water hoses, garden hoses, the military automotive seatbelts uh, and cars. The military is probably the biggest user of, of oh, nylon. Wow. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we just um, – we're a small percentage of their market, really. It's sure. it's mainly automotive industry and military is, is who uses the most nylon. Gotcha. So what is the biggest factor that impacts the price of a rope these days? What, what, are, what are the big costs that, that go into what's passed on to the consumer? Uh, here lately, the, the cost of shipping. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, you hear about the containers and truckers and fuel prices. So that's driven the price up lately. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's there again, it's petroleum-based. So... Mm-hmm. That, that has a big, that's a major factor. <laughs> sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, what about, how's demand been? Um, you know, we hear about Yellowstone impacting the Western industry so dramatically and, and all, all sorts of things, all sorts of factors that, that go into the growth and the, the expansion of the industry right now. Are y'all seeing that too, an, an increase in demand? We have had an increase in demand. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is the shows that are on TV, the Yellowstones, the, the uh, Walker, Texas Rangers. They rope a lot on that show. There's, you know, a lot of Westerns coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this, this Yellowstone craze is, has got um, a lot of, lot of motion 
big motion pictures will be coming out or have come out and will be coming out mm-hmm. uh, with the Western lifestyle. But so that helps. But so much of it is, uh, well, we think, uh, you know, you can go to a, a jackpot and rope for so much money that it has got guys that haven't roped in 20, 20 plus years. They're now interested in getting a little horse and starting to practice and maybe go to a, get their number and go to a few ropings because they get to see their old buddies. That That's a lot of it. The camaraderie mm-hmm. among the team ropers, Western people, just such a good, such good people. Uh, plus you get to rope for a lot of money. So yeah. <laughs> that is, that has helped. Yeah, absolutely. If I could also say, yeah, social media mm-hmm. is a huge part, I think, of team roping because, you know, back years ago, you got a you got a T. Woolman video or a, a Jake and Clay video, and you'd watch it a thousand times straight. Well, now, I mean, you can still see those guys, but you can see new <laughs> new lessons on your phone. Yeah. You know, there's there's so much more information available on on uh, riding your horse or delivering your loop or or ropes or you know, like what you guys do is just that has has to have grown the industry. Yeah. Just the, yeah. Information yeah. availability. Yeah, I, I'm a I just I can't. You know, I've been in the industry for almost 12 years, and the amount of, unfortunately, I've been almost in the same job, Koi, for 12 years, um, one way or another, but um, I think... Well, you're good at it. Hey, thanks. (laughs) But just the amount of stuff I did 12 years ago versus the amount of stuff I do now... um, 12 years ago, we were just kicking off our Facebook pages, um, trying to figure out how to post team roping results and stuff, and... You know, now the, my goodness, the video and the the podcast like we're on now, all the different, there's so many different touch points. So I think like when I think about it, if if you enjoy, if you're Mike Pilon at Cactus Ropes and you want to listen to the radio reporting of, which Mike, bless Mike's heart, he calls me all the time to try to get me to figure out how to, how we can listen to a Western Sports Roundup or whatever Steve Kenyon's, <laughs> or Steve Kenyon's radio show so he could get the play-by-play from certain events um, on his that's phone. Right. Well, you know, whether that's, whether you're in your 70s and, and that's your jam, you want to just listen to stuff happening or, or whether you're watching the Cowboy Channel or whether you like to have your articles read to you from the magazine, which is another thing we do on this podcast for Team Ropers who don't like to read for themselves, bless you all. Um, you know, we, we, we do audio editions of articles. It, there's just so many different ways, whether you like to watch stupid TikTok videos, which I am guilty of. Um, and, man, it's, it's crazy what, what the media has done for the sport. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, you know, but before all of that, <laughs> Fastback, how did Fastback get started back in the early year, how old is Fastback Ropes right now? Way before, predated social media for sure. It is. They start. They opened up in '95, mm-hmm. and uh, some guys that had been in the industry had, had gotten in uh, contact with some some uh, just great people here in Granbury that uh, were interested in investing in a rope shop, and so that's where it started. Uh, the shop is. Uh, 
been in Thorpe Springs, two different locations. They were in a smaller facility and now we moved over to where we are now. I think in 04 maybe moved over, but mm-hmm. uh, always been just right outside Granbury, Texas. Thorpe Spring is where we are. And just give a shout out to Pro Equine and because without them, boy, you know, there's no way to we'd be where we are. So Tell me how... How is Fastback Incorporated with Pro Equine Group, and how did um, how does that all come together and work together? You'd ask if I was the president, mm-hmm. and so I'm certainly not, but I'm the, the general manager, and I, I report to Dustin Noblet, mm-hmm. and uh, he's the right-hand man to Dennis Carroll, mm-hmm. so um, uh, Dennis Carroll owns... He owns the Pro Equine Group, and mm-hmm. they own Fastback, mm-hmm. Helomatic, Cactus Saddlery, uh, Cactus Ropes, Cactus Gear. So, um, yeah, Mr. Carroll owns owns that group, and Dustin Noblet, he's the CEO, mm-hmm. so I, re- I report to him. He is running Fastback. I'm just here day to day. <laughs> I gotcha. I never really thought of it that way. I love Dustin, but I, I, I think of you as running fastback and Dustin just keeping you all in line. Keep it. <laughs> you, you guys are an interesting group. <laughs> I, yeah, very interesting. Actually, not. Uh, he knows. He knows when we're testing rope. We don't. We don't build test ropes all the time. Mm-hmm. Just every now and then. So, but he knows, he knows when we're testing ropes, we get him, we send ropes to his house for him to use so he, he can see them. So, Mm -hmm. um, um, now he knows, he knows everything going on here, knows, you know, follows our sales super close and, uh, I bounce stuff off of him on, um, decisions with indoor seas or, you know, just, he's, he's in the loop on everything, but I'm just... I'm here every day. So. <laughs> I got you. Dustin has a lot to do as far as little ducks to keep in a row because, my goodness, uh, you you have one temperament. Barry has a whole different temperament, and it just it There's there's a lot of personalities that Mr. Dustin has to manage. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he does. And Mr. Carroll, he owns Pro Equine Group, which I think that's the coolest name in the Western industry, mm-hmm. Pro Equine Group. But anyway... He also owns Hatco, and that's Resistall, Stetson, and, and those lines. Mm-hmm. And Dustin is over that too, so his his plate is very full. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And he he still finds time to rope. I don't know how he does it either, but um, I love that he gets to rope and gets to enjoy all the fruits of his labor because he certainly puts a lot into this industry. He certainly does it. He ropes really well. He doesn't get to rope a lot, I don't think. doesn't practice very much at all. But, yeah. I uh, think, you know, year before last, he won 50000 I think, is, is what he won. He yeah. and Barry at, uh, at uh, Guthrie. And then I've seen videos of him a couple of years ago roping calves at Alumni Rodeo there really? at, uh, <laughs> in California. And, man, I was it was – he ropes calves well. So. <laughs> Very much cowboy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. He's, he's great to work for. Yeah, he's he's great to work for on our end too. He's he's been a really great partner over the years. Absolutely. Um, 
Gotcha. Well, I drove past the robe shop on the way from, uh, you know, on the way to a video shoot the other day and was surprised at how many cars were in the parking lot. How many people work there on a day-to-day basis? We've got 29 that are here now. Wow. Yeah, so. And so what are the, what are the rope making hours? How many, how many hours a day are ropes being produced? Well, we, the guys here on piecework and, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty lenient on their hours. We've got a couple that'll get here at four thirty in the morning mm-hmm. and start their jobs. And then we've got some that'll, you know, they need to take their kids to school. So they'll get here about eight thirty, and then they'll just work their full day. And, and, uh, so some are leaving, uh, you know, uh, middle of the afternoon and mm-hmm. then some will be here until, uh, six or so mm-hmm. um we do have uh, some guys that'll come in on the weekends and uh, so yeah it's probably for, oh there's somebody here from four thirty to six thirty, seven o'clock usually every day gotcha very good sir now how often in all of this you said you get to rope with clay trying a few times a year to test ropes um do you get to rope more than a few times a year coy or how, how often have you been able to Jackpot yourself. I do. Yeah. Yeah, I have a little mare, and I can rope either end on her. And she's uh, nothing, nothing great, but just uh, she's sound and and really gentle. That's the main thing. So, yeah, she's fun to rope on. Yeah, absolutely. Are you going to rope at the finale? I'm not going to rope at the finale. I'm going to help out uh, uh, in a couple booths, so uh, I'll be doing that. Gotcha. Where can people find Fastback Ropes um, in Las Vegas? Uh, they have them at uh, National Ropers Supply. They're on the mezzanine at uh, South Point. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a booth at Cowboy Christmas. Fastback will have a booth at Cowboy Christmas. How many How many folks are coming out for Fastback, Coy? Do you have a whole crew? We do. We've got a whole crew. Uh, not maybe all at one time, but there will be a total of eight of us in and out. A couple will be at... Uh, National Roper Supply booth, mm-hmm. and then uh, some of us will be at Cowboy Christmas. Well, very good, sir. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning, Coy. I appreciate you always. So thankful for your partnership and thankful for all the years of business we've been doing. It's been fun. <laughs> thank you very much. I enjoyed it, and uh, we appreciate everything you do for us and, and the support of Team Roper. Thanks, Coy. We will talk to Well, I'll see you in a week. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this episode of The Score and thank you for our longtime partners at Fastback Ropes for sponsoring this episode, for letting y'all listen to Koi, who is one of the leaders in the industry, truly one of the good guys in the sport of team roping. He's wonderful to work with. If you are in Las Vegas, go and introduce yourself to Koi Upchurch at the Fastback Ropes booth. Go say hello, tell them we sent you. And if you're not in Las Vegas, remember you can find them online at fastbackropes.com.